Hi, Rena Com. Welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. Hello. Hello. Oh, no. What's happening here? Can you hear me? Hello? Hey, there we go. Sorry, it's my first day on the job. (laughs) Technical difficulties. Welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. No problem. (laughs) How are you doing today? Thanks, yes. Uh, I'm doing good. Just got some... You just got some what? Some some uh, exercise. Good news. I'm sorry. Was this, is this supposed to be? I tried. Uh, is this supposed to be Zoom or just audio? Oh, just, just audio. audio. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, uh, yeah, you, I'm doing good. Uh, you're on the line with my co-host Bridget Haran. Hi there. Hi, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> so it, good news. That's good. Yeah, uh, I was doing yoga for a second, but then I finally heard back about my shows this weekend uh, in Oregon that were potentially canceled, and I like have to leave where I am to get there. So it's it's been nerve wracking to not know, but I just got even though Oregon has restrictions, the casinos on uh, reservations, so they have different uh, permissions and stuff, and so I'm just gonna go do those shows and. <laughs> Drive back to the COVID, COVID cloud that is the Midwest. Yeah, nice. see, I had heard um, that Oregon had no restrictions anymore. I heard everything was legal in Oregon, so I just assumed COVID wasn't real there. I'm talking. Oh no, just about COVID. I mean, you can buy <laughs> heroin, but there, Oregon is the first. And actually, so far, I haven't been to all of them during this, but since the uh, pandemic started, Oregon's the only state I've been in where I felt like people were pretty much all wearing their masks the right way. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? So who knew it took heroin yeah. to really, really get it get it locked through? Yeah. I guess if you're on I that, mean, if you're on that many drugs, you're, you're probably just paranoid, you know? <laughs> paranoid about everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're probably just blocking people from being able to see how high you are. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> how are these uh, gigs in the casinos? These Native American casinos. Um, I mean, I could just say bad, right? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. You can say whatever you not want. Not good. <laughs> they're not. I mean, they they're paying my. They're paying enough that I decided to make the choice to do these three indoor shows. Yeah. Um, they also have really good, a lot of space and really good ventilation in casinos, but mm-hmm. that kind of gets counteracted when you consider the type of people that go to a casino in a pandemic. Yeah. So I'm basically just throwing this bit in my, myself in a room full of the worst, not our best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, the shows are, uh, real life nightmares or, I mean, the ones this weekend I've heard are better. The ones I did two weeks ago were... It was just one night, two shows, and an absolute nightmare. <laughs> but, like, so bad that it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're like, as long as I don't die, well, I'll laugh about this later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it in a positive way of just thinking, like, I'm, like, right now I'm, uh, I mean, I'm about to get a storm here, but I'm, I got to spend a few days seeing friends near Lake Tahoe and camp along the West Coast for a few days and, um, yeah, I mean, the casino happened, and it's justifying me doing all these other things that I love. And I do love performing no matter what, but yeah, it's just extra challenging. Uh, 
doing it that way. Yeah. That's awesome. How how is because like I so I did I just went out to uh, Arizona, and there was something about just kind of getting off social media for a while and getting out into nature and getting away from people and just kind of unplugging and stuff that was so, it just kind of balanced out everything that's going on right now. Um, Yeah. Helps keep me sane for sure. I also like have like comedy has turned into like, I mean, it's my passion, but it's also my job now. So during my travels, like taking pictures of nature has become like my hobby and like my fun activity and now that's turned into my job because of COVID and I just want people to buy my photo prints but still <laughs> uh it's great to be able to do that a lot that's, um and that's yeah awesome. just being outside is good for your soul and your brain <laughs> we just watched your special um uh, because oh, thanks. <laughs> it, it, it was great um it was I, so good <laughs> I, I, I know you from word Thank of mouth, you. like all the indie comics, uh, have nothing but great things to say about you. You're very well respected. I um, love indie. And, uh, but I don't, we, I, we didn't really, I, 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 we were technically on the same show together, but, uh, I think it started raining. Yeah. I don't even think we really got to meet. Yeah. Yeah. The weather and everything. Um, but, uh, I really enjoyed your special and I liked the, uh, I really appreciate. I really appreciated the self depreciation. I've never heard so many disclaimers before a uh, before a special before, but I loved it. Uh, well, thank you. I mean, yeah, I didn't like literally. I felt so um, grateful and lucky that uh, I didn't know that that set was being filmed. And I I don't know if you've ever been to the jukebox in Peoria, but I can't say it, that. I, I have. mean, it, it just, it definitely looks, I mean, the video itself looks like it was filmed on a VHS tape in the ceiling. And that's exactly what it was. I mean, if you didn't have your, I also, I mean, if you didn't have your, uh, huh? cell, if you didn't have your cell phone on the stool, it could have been like an HBO special from like the eighties the or early nineties. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like that too. Cause I kind of am going for like, whenever I'm like trying to think of, especially in Peoria, the whole thing, like if it plays in Peoria, but in general, I kind of try to write stuff that's, I'm less the type of person to write like the best topical joke and we're trying to find stuff that like lasts mm-hmm. and yeah. can travel. Um, and yeah, part of, I mean, I said it in the intro for the special, but I was going to probably try to record all that much. I had no plans to, I should have set a date, but uh, I was too focused on finishing this like touring 50 states goal and I only had five left to get to. Um, that were planned out before I had to cancel them all from the pandemic. So like I was going to focus on doing a more proper, like high tech, high quality recording. Uh, but it was going to be the same jokes. And I really like uh, the best sets are the ones that you don't know they're filming. And I loved like the feeling of like playing with that audience a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it came off that way. I they thought. were a very interactive audience, which I think was cool too. Which is cool there, but amazingly, like, the worst thing that could possibly happen in a casino in Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, so I, I have to guess that Hawaii and Alaska are two of the five states that you yeah, have good not, guess. Been, have not um, been to. I, those were the first two trips I had to cancel. I was supposed to go to Hawaii the last weekend of March and Alaska the first week of April for the Before You Die Festival. Um, and then, uh, I had the last three after that was going to go do stuff in 
Washington, which I've been to Seattle a bunch and even slept in Washington a few times. I've gone to Portland, Mm -hmm. but I've never done comedy in Washington. Yeah. And I'm real like a stickler about it. Like when I was trying to cross states off the list, like DC is somehow still not a state, even though it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so when I went through, like I made sure I performed in Baltimore because it has to be Maryland. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The last three were Washington, Montana and Wyoming. Um, and I just drove through Wyoming and went to like one of the, I went to the Grand Tetons there. Uh, and I tried to set up a couple things on the way on this trip, but unfortunately those places are still doing, if anything, indoor shows. And, yeah. um, I just don't feel comfortable being around people that aren't being careful. Yeah, sure. Well, and it's hard when you're, I think, um, I think in areas that you're familiar with, you have a little better grasp on how, how the community is handling the pandemic and everything, but a new state, a new area, all you can do is kind of research. And it's like, if it doesn't seem like you're being safe, chances are you're not. I've had unbelievable, I mean, I've also, you know, not to brag, but I've had to say no to a lot of stuff this year um, from, yeah, like just sketchiness, not being concerned about it, like not trusting the people. I did one indoor weekend uh, back in July that I had booked before the pandemic Mm -hmm. and nobody in that town wore a mask. And, uh, I also knew I was the first woman to headline it. And I knew that if I canceled, they were going to book a man. There was a lot. I needed the money. There's a lot of reasons that, um, yeah, I don't know. Like from touring, I worked in way too many states to qualify for unemployment in any of them. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, this year has been like, I've been like surviving on charity and like positivity and a few gigs that I've made last and yeah, I'm just looking for, because um, unfortunately for comedy to even work, you need an audience, you need to promote it, you need to ask people to risk their lives mm-hmm. to help you do it. And um, I think laughter is essential, but I do not think performing indoor stand-up comedy at this time is, is even close to essential. Yeah. So what are you um, thinking for the rest of the winter? Are you going to stay out in the warmer states and just try to continue doing outdoor shows? I'm honestly like this year has been, like I said, just 15 minutes before we talked, I figured out, I I found out the answer to what I'm doing tomorrow. (laughs) Um, This whole year has been like just trying to stay present and stay in the moment because it feels like you cannot actually make a plan for like a month ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, like, there's been a bunch of things that that's hurt. Like, I was working on a a couple of different festivals where it just became too overwhelming to try to imagine what six months or a year from now looks like. Yeah. Um, That kind of sucks because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we're going to lose for the future that we just don't have the ability to plan well now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we're just rolling with the punches and the punchlines. And... uh, I just saw a friend of mine uh, announce that he's going to be doing a cruise next year. Oh, wow. And I was just like, wow, cruises are still a thing? So we're doing cruise comedy in 2021? That seems like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. (laughs) It's like a floating casino. (laughs) It's a floating casino. And, you know, we all remember the princess. Like, we all remember... The coronavirus stayed alive inside of the cruise ship for 17 days after there were people in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
okay, have fun. <laughs> I mean, it's insane to me that we can't just like all agree to like, I mean, it's too late now, but we couldn't all just agree to like, literally, I mean, the NBA was shutting down and comics are still like, come to my open mic. Like we don't deserve it, honestly, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think we all just need to focus on staying safe and keeping our businesses and our homes so that when it is safe and we have vaccines or whatever it takes, we can like do this well instead of burning out or killing each other first, yeah. you know? Where um, is, where is, uh, where's your home base? Where are you from? From Yeah. I mean, so I'm heading back at my, that's another, it should be the easiest, quickest answer. But for me, I mean, I was living on the road full time mm-hmm. uh, when everything stopped. So I've been sheltered in place in four different places throughout this year. Um, Las Vegas, a weird lake in Iowa, St. Louis, and now my brother's uh, apartment in Milwaukee or just outside of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm kind of like, that's my address now. That's where I'm like, I guess living, but I'm like really resigned to it. It's not, I never wanted to claim being from Wisconsin as my identity. That's just not who I am. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. And like, you know, yeah, I mean, no hate, but but like I lived in Chicago for 15 years and I was planning on finishing my 50 states and moving out to LA this winter. And I'm really glad I, I, I don't have rent in LA, LA right now. I'm glad I don't, I didn't make that move given everything that's happened. But, um, yeah, that's a win. Yeah. I mean, I guess Wisconsin is the short answer. But to answer your last question, I guess, like, once I get back there and assuming, hoping I'll be COVID free and, you know, finish this whole casino journey, um, then, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll think about trying to set up another outdoor run in the southern states for, like, January or February. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's also living on the road, touring full time. It's not something that I want to do for my whole life. I kind of was ready to put an end, tie a bow on it this year and do it sparingly. Um, it's not easy. <laughs> and it's nerve wracking when you're living somewhere that doesn't even have a sink. Um, yeah. No, I think that's a, that's, a that's a hardcore lifestyle under the normal circumstances. Yeah, the best of times. Um, Doing that right now, just that seems like some Mad Max shit right now. <laughs> just going around like a. Tra- well, yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, it's kind of like there's a lot of people, especially this year, it's been difficult of like, there's always people that are curious about like the build in my car. As I have like a camper in my car, there's people that are curious about, you know, all parts of the lifestyle, but in like more pressingly so this year. And I just keep telling all of them like, yeah, like I did it because there was a reason. I constantly had like, you know, guest rooms, hotels, condos to stay in. I wasn't living in my car by any means, maybe one night a week. Um, And it was a means to an end. And during a pandemic, you want to make sure you're somewhere where you can feel and stay safe, you know? Especially now, I think Um, moving into winter when people are are prone to get sick anyways, and it's like you definitely want to be somewhere where you feel secure. Oh, my God. I just had, like, my regular winter pot cough, like, startup uh, this week, and I, like, turned it around. You know, I took my vitamins. I stopped smoking weed. But it's so ner- – like, that happens to me every year, and it's not a dry cough, and my nose is running, which is, like, a good sign. Mm-hmm. But it's like, God, I can't even get, like, a my annual pot cough without having a freaking crisis in my right. head of, like, 
what's going on i always Um, get bad allergies in the fall and it was like this fall i was like i was at at the grocery store and i would just like leave my groceries and leave the store because i was like i have to cough and i don't want to scare people like i i know it's allergies but it's like i don't want to be that person right or like i mean that's the other thing too why like you know everybody has to weigh their risks and especially if you live somewhere and you know the people in your community you might make different decisions about whether or not you'll do a particular indoor venue Mm -hmm. but on the road like especially my outdoor tour like I'm staying with different people every night it's already risky you know being outside with a lot of people I just like want to at least like stick to my guideline of you know limiting exposure so that I can honestly tell all these kind people that are letting a hobo in their house during a pandemic that I've been as careful as possible yeah um because I had like a little cough here at where I'm staying in Tahoe, like I said, like from just from smoking weed. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to scare them so hard uh, if I cough one more time. <laughs> Do you? Like, it's just a drug cough. I promise it's not. COVID. <laughs> just. Yeah. You saw me. You saw me smoking, you know. Like... <laughs> Do you run into. So um, one of my side gigs is I've been during all of this. I've been uh, bar- uh, bartending at a wedding venue. Uh, which for some reason in Indiana they still think is a good idea to have have going on. Yeah, as long as you're not gay, you should still get married. Yeah, and so um, I hate it here. <laughs> so obviously the bar staff we all have to wear we all wear a mask the whole time, but uh, the, the but none of the guests do, right? Yeah, none of the guests do. Uh, I think they technically they're technically by law supposed to wear one when they come up and get a drink. Um, and so that, even that's a fight, but like, do you have people? Cause I, I get people once they get one or two drinks in them, it's just like, do you, do you like wearing that mask? I'm like, no man, nobody likes wearing the fucking mask. Oh what, what are you talking about? <laughs> or, or they'll come up in all, like, they'll, they'll come up like holding their shirt over their mouth or holding my favorite is like holding one hand over the mouth. I'm like I forgot my mask and you know, in the other room, but can I still get a drink? Like. Do you have people do that to you on the road? Like, kind of. No, I fucking don't get near people, but I will just say my friend, we were driving uh, the other night. We got pulled over for speeding, even though we absolutely were not. And the cop came up to the car not wearing a mask. I'm like, I'm really actually, it's not funny how pissed I am because those are the people in charge. Uh, and my brother just had to deal with like a cop came into a store where he was at not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys are the people enforcing the rules and you're going to choose not to follow them. We're screwed. Yeah. We're super screwed. I, my friend in St. Louis is working. She's working weddings that have 200 guests unmasked. And I just, mm-hmm. it makes me furious. And it's, So what I've been struggling with is, well, first of all, uh, one great thing about a mask is I don't know how many people who I don't know that I've just cussed out to their core <laughs> that they can't see because it's under my mask, just calling everybody and their mother an asshole. Um, but it's turned into a thing that, that that's what that's okay. Like I, I'm logical about it. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like rightly terrified that any person who's not wearing a mask is going to give me COVID. Like mm-hmm. chances are they are not, but now, when I see somebody without a mask, I can't help feeling like nothing. I can't describe it as anything but rage and actually like hatred for them because all my brain just immediately goes to, oh, you ruined my life. Yeah. Like you are the and problem. Anybody here. who's walking around. Yeah. Like it's people who are selfish assholes like you 
that couldn't just do something simple as common courtesy that are the reason that my whole life got ruined and is still like in a continuous ruin. Yeah. You know? And like, yeah, sorry to get like all intense, but like anybody who's listening to this that thinks it's even slightly okay to not wear a mask or cute in any way, especially when you're drinking and your guard's falling down, you look like shit. You look like a dumb mess. And I actually hit you. Yeah. I, I am not, Um, I'm not a comic. I, I'm a chef and that's been the worst part for me is it's like, I, I, I lost my job for, for the majority of the year. And then I went back to work and all we ask of you is that you keep our staff safe. And we had a gentleman the other day, try to Mm -hmm. try to with his hand, take the server's mask off. What? He was like, you don't need that. Like, I can't oh hear what you're God. saying. And then, like, was kind of drunk and, like, reached out. And so I came out of the kitchen. And I was like, okay, yeah, you have to go. Um, Just go ahead and pay and leave. You cannot be here anymore. It's like you, because it's one thing if you're going to be stupid. Like, go be stupid somewhere else. But, like, we have rules here for a reason. And you're not only, like, yeah, he was like, I know I'm not going to get it. It's not really about you. Honestly, like, you probably will get it. And you'll probably be fine because that's how the world works. First of all, you will. You will. But yeah. it's like, do not like Ugh. jeopardize my staff. Like that's terrible. There's literally not a single situation where it would be okay for a customer to touch your server's face anyway. Ever. Like I would really like, like people to touch me that's in not even Right. That's like such a not okay thing. And that's the thing. Like, I don't understand, especially people coming out and watching the service industry right now have to do this. Like this, we, people, I consider like, you know, paid comics, especially in a casino, we're just another part of the service industry, Mm -hmm. really. Like we have to do this to survive so that you can have a good time. And I also think that some of those people don't realize, like, I have a friend that had a heart transplant. He hasn't left his house since March. He's seen one person. So like every time that they're being impatient or defiant, it's like, you have no idea how hard this is for some people, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and it's hard here because yeah, anyway, you, you want them to almost like, I don't want them to shut it down because I want people to be smart about it. Like, obviously I want our economy to survive. I want like our artists and things to be able to get back out there. But it's like, until we are smart about it, then, then dumb people keep going out and they keep, and they're not closing anything and there's no more mandates. And it's like, now my staff are in jeopardy and they don't have health insurance. It's like, it's a whole spiel. And it's like, I just wish well, people were better. you just said actually... What you just said, actually, though, but people aren't going to get better. So here's the thing. Yeah, obviously, I want to save our especially small businesses and communities. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, like, uh, the idea of, like, keeping the economy going. Can I ask you, how's the economy in general? Because the way I see it, every single system we have in place is built to hurt people and help rich people. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should have to shut down things and reconfigure how we do things around here because, the way our healthcare system is, the way HR in any given company is to protect the company, not the humans. Like mm-hmm. there's so many aspects of every part of our economy that are absolutely trash and not working for a sustained positive <laughs> lifestyle for anybody, you know? Well, and it's hard so when you're I in go a off system. Clearly. <laughs> it's hard when you're in a system and, and it's become so apparent this year. And it's what I've been trying to like tell all the humans in my life is I was like, guys, I was like, buy your Christmas gifts early, buy them from local businesses because there is a shutdown coming because we need to realize as a society that like lo- human lives are more important than the economy. And it's like, it sucks that this year has gotten so derailed. So I'm just like, everyone needs to stay positive and we need to remember that that's at the end of the day, what's yeah. most important is that like everyone's lives and their safety is important more so than the fucked up economy. 
We're keeping it well, real light also, here. Like, on that note, for me, <laughs> like, yeah, but even like for me, I'll say like I was raised Jewish. So like for me, I kind of resent how much money and effort everybody has to put into Christmas every year anyway, because I'm fucking left out. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I've said this before 2020 multiple times, like, you know, maybe we could fix everything if we just like took a year off of each of these things that we put way too much money and energy into, mm-hmm. you know, like, Hey, you know what? This year we're just going to not do Christmas or this year we're just going to not do football or this year we're going to have no new movies. Like there's so many things that we just like pour money into. And like, I understand there's all these businesses connected to that and I'm not saying anybody should suffer, but it just doesn't make sense how some people live in absolute poverty. And then we just like flash money around other things mm-hmm. that we, you know, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, it's hard for me to really like feel funny this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot of my interviews have been uh, more of rants and I am sitting in my car and you know, it's what it is. I, I saw a bear yesterday. That's pretty fun. Uh, what kind of bear? <laughs> a brown bear. How close was it? A little guy. Oh, he God, that's just, like, scary because that means his mama bears around. <laughs> I know. He, like, ran across the street and, like, scurried his little brown bear butt up a tree. I couldn't believe how fast. But, um, yeah. Uh, it's nice to just, yeah, stay in the moment and think of things that are amusing or happy instead of reality, I guess. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, Rena, I have an I have an idea that... Um, I'm I'm working on, and I want your honest, just honest opinion. A dating app mm-hmm. um, to hook up comics with people that love comedy. Scale of one Christ. to ten, how stupid oh, is that? Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! Set it on fire. Call it chuckle fuckers. Set it the fuck on fire. You know every person that you know. I can't even. I can't even entertain that with a chuckle because. <laughs> He's like I hate it. That was so a maniacal much. laugh. <laughs> go oh, off. I, like, go off. Go off. My butt clenched. <laughs> my whole body clenched. Uh, yeah, I, I have literally no. I, I want to date somebody who has absolutely zero interest in comedy. Like somebody who wants me to have my own life, and they literally don't care. Like <laughs> the I, the worst. My pet peeve is when I think I'm talking to somebody that like we're kind of like building a relationship. And then they start talking about their comedy. Oh. I want to jump off of a room. <laughs> um, I, I've really learned that, like, I think a lot of people who they don't want to date me, they want to be me. Because oh. um, I'm doing comedy and traveling and all this stuff that they don't understand how many of them there are yeah. that want to kind of like live my lifestyle which they could you know what i'm gonna tell you this right now anybody that wants to could live in a car uh yeah you 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 just need you just need a car really yeah yeah i mean yeah not everybody has a car but i bet you could give up a lot of things to get one and (laughs) um yeah i don't know it's just like a comedy fans i love comedy fans that are like truly supportive but i think a lot of comedy fans actually want to be comics yeah and they don't have like the i mean it's just not their natural inclination or they don't have the nerve to like actually fail at it enough to get good at it or i don't know Mm -hmm. but yeah i love i love talking to people that are starting comedy 
Yeah. But I hate when people are talking to me as though that's going to help them start comedy, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you get a lot of um, unsolicited uh, male opinions after your shows about about your comedy? And during. (laughs) And during, yeah. What's 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 yeah, what speaking a, of taking a year off of things that we put too much effort into, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what's is there any uh memorable ones that are jumping to your mind right now? I feel like you said Oh well, just the most recent one. Yeah, at this last weekend, the last casino shows that I did, there was a man in the front row who I mean, of course he made several comments about my body. Uh actually the better one was the guy on the other side uh of the front row who let me know that he was armed oh. and that he was there to, he was there to I'm lucky that he's there to protect his wife oh wow there to protect me oh yeah okay and this is while I was on stage yeah, yeah. for sure uh, so, so so like too late to leave okay good 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 good, good. Yeah. bring a gun to a laugh fight <laughs> right yeah exactly uh yeah no there's women have said plenty of dumb stuff to me too on and off stage but yeah guys guys love to be in charge Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is true they love to be the authority on what i'm a professional at marina calm (laughs) thank you so much for being on the program today um i where can where where can people find you where can where can people send you money at on the road yeah Um, literally, thank you for even saying that. I'm going to figure my, I'm just glad these gigs happened or are happening this weekend because that's going to cover my ass big time. But, Mm -hmm. um, my website is the best resource for all this stuff. And Instagram is my favorite social media app, but renacalm.com has, is on my Instagram page, which is at renacalm. And on my website, there's links to, uh, get my book of puns on Amazon, see my special, um, I have a coffee mug and a bunch of photo prints that I sell on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, all of that you can find through Instagram, but it's at my website and please follow me on Instagram. If you can't afford to donate or I don't know, say something nice. I don't know. <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get. And I try to keep a uh, fun, um, nature, beauty, comedy feed going on Instagram for everybody. <laughs> Nice. And did you? I'm I'm sorry. Did you say that you were making postcards out of some of these nature f- photos? Well, I do photo prints. Like I sell prints, and I I I started transferring photos to wood to make like wood rounds. Um, but no, cool. I haven't done any postcards. Postcards okay. are actually a really good idea. Yeah, if you get some um, postcards, that's you know. actually a <laughs> that's a great idea. I'm gonna look into that. This has like been a transformative moment. I'm yes. gonna look into that. Yes, I'm excited. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love, I'm, I'm always in need of some, some good postcards. Marina Calm, thank you so much. Yeah. Guys, go follow her on, uh, all the social medias. And seriously, go listen to that special. It's so funny. I was dying laughing at work to the point where I had to turn it on in the kitchen so that my, the people were not thinking that I was just laughing at myself with my headphones. It's Aww. so fucking funny. Well, thank, you. thank you for the free exposure to, I, you know, always have a lot of love for a kitchen staff. Uh, <laughs> So if I can make them laugh, I feel like I did a good job. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my line cooks is going to buy a, a horse pussy something or another. And so I was like, okay, get after it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope I get to do another show with you again someday. Are you guys both comics or? 
Oh, I wish. I just make food and I'm sarcastic. Well, <laughs> I would love to eat at your I would love to eat at your restaurant and maybe we can do a comedy show somewhere that is worse. <laughs> when, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Rena, when this is all over, when it's safe to go into people's houses again, uh, I do another podcast where I, I cook brunch for people in my house and then interview them. Love to have you on that. It's called Heart of Brunch. Um, and just, oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, just hit me up anytime you're around the Indianapolis, the greater Indianapolis area. Yeah, and stay safe out there. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I will. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Stay safe there. Thank you. Awesome. Bye, Rena. <laughs> See ya. Hello. Hi, Zane Zaney. This is Dyke Michaels hey. and the most professional podcaster, Bridget Haran. You're on the Drunk Dial podcast. Oh, my God. Jesus what is? Christ. What am I being punished for? <laughs> you and me both. Um, You are our uh, man. I feel the... like this is court-ordered. <laughs> <laughs> you are a court-ordered man in the field. You are our quarantine dream team. Uh, Zane Zadie, how long have you been locked down in quarantine for? Oh man, I've lost track of time. I'd say about a week. No, no, it's been less than that. Uh, <laughs> like five, five days. Five days, and and so, God. so tell me what happened. Your roommate tested positive for COVID nineteen. Yes. But mm-hmm. you, but you did not, or you just didn't get a test. I, I did. I did. I found out my roommate got tested, or he tested positive, and so then I went, uh, got a test, and it came out negative, which is good. But I, but they said I still have to stay at home. Yeah. So. Well, I think what... I was like, well, then what the fuck was the point of the test? <laughs> I could have just gone home, and I mean. I probably I, if I didn't get tested, I probably would have stayed home anyway. Yeah, just because then I wouldn't be sure. But then and it's I, like, why did I wake up so early to go to this place? Yeah, I think. Uh, so I think, yes, I think there are a lot of like false negatives too. Is what it seems like is coming out. Is like people get a negative test, but then they still have symptoms, and so it's like, what is the fuck yeah. is the point of the test? <laughs> yeah, because like there's supposed to be like a incubation uh, period. That's what they call it. So yeah. uh, even if the virus is, like, in your body, if it hasn't, like, replicated itself in us, mm-hmm. um, your test will come out negative. Yeah. Which is false. Well, they say it so, takes, yeah, what, I don't two know. weeks to get symptoms, which is why that's the quarantine period. Is like, if you, you'll know by then if you start to get symptoms. I don't Yeah, get... yeah, exactly. So right. you're, they say you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days, isolate for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you'll just be right back to kissing in the streets. <laughs> yep, gonna be right back to asking strangers to spit in my mouth um, <laughs> behind uh, gas stations. Yep, Zane, that's I got my game. I gotta tell you, yeah. I, I haven't seen you in a while, and I want to give you a compliment. Um, I thought you were gonna say a kiss in the street. I, I want to give you an open mouth kiss in the street when I see you next. Um, your uh, your dumpster baby and rat sketch. I just saw part of it, and I think it was a uh, complete complete work of genius. At it, uh, it seemed like yeah, some, your roommate, your roommate killed it. He he was 
reading me bits of it out of context before he actually did it. And he was like, how do you think this uh, is going to go? And I was like, I, I don't know. But then when I saw the uh, <laughs> the production put together, I was like, wow. Like Zane, Zane Zadie really has a doubt. He might be a playwright for our times. <laughs> well, you know, when you got uh, ta- good talent to work with, uh, it, it becomes easy. <laughs> What what was the uh, what was the uh-huh. in- inspiration? If you could tell our listeners, you don't have to give it all 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 of your secrets away, but can you give us the broad yeah. strokes of what the what that was? <laughs> it was basically I just like did a little sketch uh, at evening at what is it evening with the authors at the White Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a show, it's a monthly show, and I did a little sketch with uh, Dyke's roommate Thaddeus and uh, comedian DJ Dangler, very funny guy, um, and it was called Trash Court. It's a show that settles legal disputes that happened in a dumpster. Which oddly is, I would imagine it's actually probably a lot. It's probably a lot of what rolls over into people's court is, it should have its own space. Yeah, exactly. I feel like dumpsters uh, should have their own jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's like a world of its own. And so uh, the legal, uh, Things that happen in a dumpster should be handled separately. <laughs> so, um, Thaddeus was the this episode was abandoned baby v sewer rat. Mm-hmm. So Thaddeus was the baby. He played it. He killed it. He because he kind of looks like a baby. <laughs> we, just, I, we, we threw an adult diaper on him, uh, gave him a pacifier, and and he. He killed it, and uh, DJ was the rat. See, now, I, I did not know what the show was, and so I saw Thad afterwards, and I said, oh, how was the show? And he said, it was good. It was weird uh, being mostly naked on stage, and I was like, sorry, what? Uh, we're gonna <laughs> oh, yeah. Rewind you're a little gonna... bit. Is this a new act you're doing? Or... No, you could see he was like almost fully naked on stage. It looked like he, you could see his chub. Oh yeah, like, no, I I, I saw the videos. I was like, it was oh. an adult diaper, but it was still too small on him. <laughs> so you could just see his flattery like, will get you everywhere, Zane. <laughs> so I yeah, did, you could just see his his little uh, bulge. I did very distracting. I did I did have a friend who seemed very hung up on the fact because I, I I was explaining the the act and they were like. Well, did they buy an entire pack of adult diapers? Well, like one, they wouldn't know if they were baby diapers, adult diapers. And I was like, well, Thad would not fit into a baby diaper because he is an adult. Yeah, and he then... barely fit into an XL uh, adult diaper. <laughs> it was the biggest one that I could find. And yes, I bought a whole pack. Okay, like, that, uh, that, was, that was the question. That was my yep. follow-up yep. question. And This then, is what the people want to yep. know. Yeah, they want to know. So what are you, what are you just sitting on those uh, extra XL Adult diapers? I'm sitting on them, man. Uh, let me know if you ever need a need an adult diaper. <laughs> let me know. Let me know if you ever become incontinent. Uh, and you I come. Oh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I think that would be uh, that would be a dream. That would be a dream for me to put an adult diaper on and then just know that I could just pee the bed. Jesus Christ! Just like not have to get up. It's like I'm just gonna sit this one out. You know, other people listen to this, right? I'm just going to. Just putting all your business out there. I'm just going to. I mean, but like how. Surprised would people be? Not at all. How nice would that be? Just to be like, I don't even have to get up. I'm good on that, actually. That's not my dream. Yeah. (laughs) Like you live your truth, but like not my dream. 
I just, I just, I just hate getting up. That's all. I mean, hey, it could happen. Uh, it could happen tomorrow. It could happen within the next fifty years. Uh, but I, I believe someday it'll happen to you. Mm-hmm. If so, you believe strongly enough. So now, now the people want to know Zane because I feel like you set the yeah. bar. I feel like now you've set the bar so high. Um, is that are you are you writing your your novel while you're quarantined? The the follow up to this first great writing. No, I'm, I, I'm, no. I'm like learning how to read. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> it's like people who write music uh, but can't read music. That's what's happening. Yeah, no, I, I don't know how to read. I'm not, I don't read good. So I'm like, I've been trying to like read, like get better at reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have like a second grade level reading level. Um, it's not very good. So been trying to work on that. Been watching some hentai. Uh, I've been watching a couple of things on Netflix. Um, no, I don't even feel sick. Is there? <laughs> I have like no symptoms. This is bullshit. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just locked in my home for no reason. Yeah, with with your roommate who is sick. Now, my you... roommate is not. Even, he's he tested positive, but he doesn't have any symptoms. So I don't know what's going on. We're gonna we might go get tested again this week. Yeah. Um, and uh, see what happens, but. It's, uh, yeah, we're, it feels like we're prisoners in our own home for like no reason. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And is it just you two or is it you have another roommate? Nope. Just us two. Now, do you do a thing where you like take turns going into the common areas or are you just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basically. You've yeah, basically. fully roped he's, off the house. Gonna. Yeah, he's done a great job of like mostly just staying in his room because he's the one that tested positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the dirty um, yeah. sicky. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a little bit nicer to him than that. But, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, we yeah like you know the communal areas we uh, try not to crowd them. Um, but uh, I don't know. Do you know any other people with COVID? Because I'd be down to throw a COVID party. Um. Well, the president had it a couple weeks ago. He's probably good now. Yeah. Well, uh, come on now, Dyke. Talking about people we know, people that I have access to, people that I can invite over and have a COVID party. Oh, um, no, I don't think I, I like you're the most famous COVID possibly plus person I know right now. That's what that's why we're doing this interview. I'll take it. I'll take it. I know, like, uh, four people who have died from COVID. From COVID or, like, in general? From COVID. Uh, she, I guarantee she oh, knows way more oh. than four people that have died so from COVID. People. Not as many as Dyke, but so many. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked well, to, uh, we just did an interview with Rena Calm. Okay. And she was, uh, uh, do you know her? Yeah. Yeah, I do. She was, uh, she's, she's touring the Midwest. She's trying to stay yeah. COVID free. She would not like to be anywhere around you. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just... She will not be attending. Yeah. The party. Well, she's supposed to be headlining my basement show tomorrow night. <laughs> but might have to cancel. She's going to be in for a nasty uh, surprise. Jesus. Yeah, man. I No, for real, though. I'm down to have a COVID party. So if you know of anybody or if you guys get it, if you happen to get it in the next like 24 to 48 hours and you want to do a COVID. Uh, oh, if I get it, party. I will die. I will 100% die. 
I'm, no, but uh, what if you already have it? Then you might as well just come over. No, Zane, we'll... Zane, I would be dead. I have very poor immune system. I think you're, I think you're overestimating this virus. I, I think you should take it less seriously, Bridget. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll tell my, I'm just I'll tell my cardiologist <laughs> your suggestions. I'm just saying, next time there's like a MAGA rally in town, don't hold out. Don't like not go just because uh, you're scared of COVID. You're right. That like, was go, the only reason I wasn't go going before. <laughs> I'm just I hate saying it here. People, people are taking it way too. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. <laughs> you got it. You're almost saying that like people that like have it that are complaining about it are like pussies. Is what you're saying? Yeah, but, you know maybe they're just doing it for attention. Like, oh, I lost my, I can't smell. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't smell. What does that even mean? It's I yeah, it does seem fun. like a cry for attention. You're like, I can't smell. I can't taste. Yeah, yeah. That it's seems weird. like That's- something that like someone that doesn't get enough attention would say. This episode is taking yeah, a Yeah, it's like turn. a weird way to call for it, but you know, people that people that want attention will find any way to get it. Well, I can't smell. I can't taste. I have aches. Like what? What? Just chill the fuck out. I didn't get the flu. You smell bad anyway. I didn't. It's, I didn't even get the regular the flu until like two years ago, and I was like, I didn't realize the flu meant diarrhea. I thought the flu was just a bad cold. What kind of flu did you get? No, a flu is like flu means you have diarrhea. And I don't think grow up. Wait, what? I don't think that's what it was. That's what the flu is, right? No. Oh no. Wait, isn't that one of the symptoms of COVID? Is diarrhea? The thing about diarrhea is, oh, I, think, Jesus Christ. I think most of us just just only know it as something that's hilarious. By but, the way, uh, most of human history, it's been very lethal. By the way, this uh, segment is sponsored by WebMD. <laughs> WebMD, well, you're going to find out that you probably have ass cancer. Flu is the diarrhea. <laughs> and COVID is not even a big deal. Hey Zane, uh, um, we I, I I feel like an ass for not saying this, but we do have uh, a a brand new uh, person, part of the gang, on the Drunk Dial podcast. Our producer in studio with us, Zach Rome. Oh, hey Zach, I've I've met him, right? Yeah, we've met. <laughs> yeah. we, we had to fire Cody. He was not doing a good job producing the show. He was getting too drunk during the show. Yeah. Talked back a lot. Uh, Cody, are you talking about the dog? Yes. <laughs> it's a very low budget show, Zane. Now, so Dyke, so your your producer formerly was Dyke Dog. Yes. That would get drunk on the show. But yes. then we upgraded. Wow. Then we upgraded to um, keep up, Zane. <laughs> human Zach. Yep, Human Zach. Human I, Zach. Okay. I will. That's an upgrade. I will say I appreciate you speaking the truth on. You know the COVID situation. I hate it here. Yeah, it's you know uh, it, it's fake news. Right. You, you don't get you don't get a lot of that viewpoint on the the lamestream media. <laughs> exactly, and that's why this this podcast is a beacon of truth that people turn to. Thank you, thank they, you, thank you for saying that, Zane. Yeah, this is where we speak the truth. We speak truth to power, oh, and that's why it's such a popular podcast. 
Rena's gonna be really upset when she hears. <laughs> now, <that>. now, uh, <laughs> let's not get her. So she's not gonna listen to this part of the podcast. Um, now, Zane, we had talked about you are also our news correspondent. We do have a fancy new um, news apparatus vehicle. We have a, a screen and <laughs> and the internet in the studio, so we can bring up anything you talk about. Those news articles that you have uh, painstakingly. Um, curated for us to talk about for this segment. <laughs> we are ready to go. Uh, as soon as uh, you are, just tell uh, us tell tell us what you have locked and loaded for us, and we will we will discuss in real time with our new Newsmaster Five Thousand. Uh, I wasn't prepared for this. I... You didn't get homework. I got homework last week. I thought you would have got homework too. Zane, what are you talking about? We've talked about this. I, we've I been email. We've been we, we've been emailing back and forth all week. You're going to have these news stories picked out for us. Well, uh, he's been watching a lot of hint on account of, uh, I haven't really been following the news. I, uh, on Twitter today, I saw there's, uh, uh, what is it? There's like a Japanese company that like made a robotic hand. That's supposed to bring it uh, up. Give it a goog, Zach. It's supposed to simulate uh, the feeling of someone holding your hand, and you can walk around with it in public. Oh, no. All right. So we have... I feel uh, like that's going to be... Oh. Japanese event, robot hand for lonely man without... Uh, lonely oh, man without Oh, my what? goodness. Without girlfriends yeah. to hold. <laughs> Told you. Told you I wasn't making this up. Now, oh I get, no! I, I wish I did. That's going to be used for nefarious purposes for sure. I love it. Can you? I, oh yeah. Can you scroll sure. down and re- give, give me a read on the first paragraph of this news? Zane, you're killing it. This is exactly <laughs> exactly why you're our news. Exactly correspondent. why you're the yeah. news correspondent. You um, know, I think you know how like Australia used to be a penal colony for yeah. like criminals. <laughs> yes. I think Japan. Japan, this is like a legit idea. I think Japan should be like an intel colony, you know, for for dudes that like just can't, they can't get laid. And but, so they go to Japan because but no. there's entire industries there that cater to their needs. But it, but isn't they it have like sex dolls and like robotic hands and, and I'm not, all these like, I'm not trying to be culturally insensitive, but isn't it because some of these Asian countries, the gender disparities like is it? off. Yes, right? It says that it yeah. sweats too. The hand also mimics the smell of a real woman as well as the sound of a woman while walking. I'm curious, what does a real woman smell like? It probably perfumes. Ask Al Pacino. <laughs> nice. You can read that from there. You get some... I got both my contacts in oh, today, you some, boys. You got some good eyes. <laughs> no, that's why I have the contacts all right, all right, in. Get, read us a paragraph. This is the worst read, read podcast us. ever. I can't even see what you guys are talking about. Well, I'm, like, gonna, I'm just... about to read it for you. It says. Wait, is there a video component to this podcast? Is this being like recorded on video? No, no, it's not. No, just for us, just for us in studio. Uh, Well, the the first word of the article is "oof." The hand, soft skin, pull motions, and our artificial sweat are all meant to make lonely men in Japan feel less social isolation by basically, sort of, making it seem like they have a fake girlfriend. The piece of machinery was invented in part to help combat Japan's loneliness epidemic, a widespread mental health issue that has only become worse during the coronavirus pandemic, where across the globe, human beings are being forced to have less contact ever before. 
That's why we shouldn't wear masks. I will say, I love that the rest of the world is worried about the coronavirus pandemic, and Japan has a loneliness epidemic. A loneliness epidemic, which is not getting the appropriate news coverage. That's the name of Dyke's autobiography. (laughs) Loneliness (laughs) epidemic. Um, uh, how is Japan not have like Craigslist classifieds or well, I mean, or something? And I I don't, I I do not want to compare two different Asian countries, but it was always my under, it was always my understanding. Yet here it comes, folks. But it was always my understanding that there was a large gender disparity in in China between males and, and females. Is that possibly something that's in in yeah? Is 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 that why there's so many? Uh, unattached uh, males is because there's not body part. There's, um, there's not enough. Well, females. only the hands. They haven't well, made the rest yeah. of the body parts yet. I don't know. I can't speak to. I mean, that that's probably uh, true. Um, there's probably less like the ratio of the ratio. I'm talking about the ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ratio. Let's yeah. look that up. I, Let's look up the <laughs> ratio is, of men to women yeah. in Japan. Uh, so this is a new segment where it's called uh, the drunk dial gets the internet and then we just Google things. Yeah. That's see like the really part of the good. world where I'm from, it's <laughs> not the population of women isn't the problem. It's just that we're all repressed. Uh, Everybody's so thirsty. I, and I don't know if that's what's going on in Japan. Well, I feel like that. Asia. Yeah. I feel like it might be kind of cultural. Cause I know on like, like some yeah. of the hentai, they're not allowed to show the like, you know, like penises and vaginas hey, on hey, it. Hey, hey, we don't, we, we don't, we don't not pay you to guess, Zach. You have the internet. Hey, I'm engaging him about hentai. We have a shared interest. He's already mentioned it. He's already brought it up. Yeah. It was the gateway when Zane brought it up earlier. What's your, what's your favorite hentai, Zach? Okay, so what's this ratio we're talking about now? Are you guys? Do you guys like tentacle monsters? Male to female ratio of Japan fell gradually from ninety-seven point two males per hundred females in nineteen seventy to ninety-five point five five males per hundred females. There's fewer men than women. But what about okay. the- yeah. <laughs> Never mind. We're see. We were trying to bail out these Japanese men. Like, yeah. Them, no, like, they're just. People. They are but just I incels. I guess they just. Yeah. Uh, they just would prefer. They're just they'd prefer the. I'm telling you, disembodied incel penal colony is a fake robot hand out of a man purse better than loneliness it looked like it wasn't a purse it looked like it was like a belt that it was like <laughs> you're not helping like either way is the fake I'm robot just saying a disembodied pan hand can't talk back am i right <laughs> there it is <laughs> i hate it here what's the what's the what's it called when you sit on your hand and like wait for it to fall asleep i believe it's called the stranger i wouldn't know like <laughs> but i believe i've heard that called that no before. it's called something else but I, I feel like that hand could be used for that uh and it and you wouldn't have to sit on your hand anymore but i mean it wouldn't smell like a woman and, we, and make the sound of we, a woman can we walking. look up 2020 sex robots and see where we are with man bridges is like se- all sex robot technology with the scent 20, of a woman. 20 uh, well, I, I feel like maybe I'm missing the mark with this scent. I feel like I need to research more what I'm supposed to be smelling like and also what the sound of me walking is because I feel like maybe I'm a little heavy footed. <laughs> and <laughs> clomp, if, it, if, if there's a generic sound, I feel like I need to. What are the sounds? There's a little, little, little dial you can tone it in to more <laughs> clompy and less clompy. Yeah. What are the sound of Bridget's hooves? Wait, Bridget, you like wear a clog? <laughs> no, I'm just, just a large person. Just heavy footed. You wear a clogging tube? You're not large. What are you talking about? You're. Uh, mm-hmm. Average build. Finish the that average sentence. build. Nice. <laughs> Stuck the landing. You really know how to compliment a woman's in. 
Hey, girl, you I, average build. See, this is why I need to move to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly why I need, I'm need. i one of the incels that needs to be on Does that say teledildonics? Yeah, that's why I was highlighting Teledildonics. Because I was really not. And the rise of technosexuals during right, you lockdown. Gotta read the whole, you got to read the whole thing. For sex these. robots. Teledildonics. What is a technosexual? I think it's a sex robot. Can you read that or first? People, okay. people who only first, have sex with robots. My first paragraph for us. Uh, okay, for so it's not of, just people that only get off to like EDM. No, that's a that's a different. That's I don't know what the, what that would be. That's, that's a different thing. We'll, yeah. look, we'll look that up next. Uh, for many of us, 2020 has been a year lived online. That includes our sex lives. At stay as stay at home orders followed the spread of COVID 19 around the globe, we turned to our devices. Work and play have been carried out over Zoom, while the sex work industry also went digital. Technology has reshaped every element of our lives, even the alone times. Is that what? Oh, mm-hmm. Alone times? Yep. Okay. Yep. You, got, you had it. <laughs> According to a new study released by sex toy company, We Vibe, 28% of the thousand participants that they asked about their robotic sexual preferences admitted being aroused by their Amazon Alexa. Wow, that oh. is a lot. 28%? Like 28%. By the- by the shape of it or like the actual voice of Alexa? I think probably the voice. You know what? It, but it, there might be a breakdown. There might be some <laughs> that were really, really with the, the shape of it. Yeah, because uh, it's like a phallic. The Alexa's like a, the echo. That's what it's called, right? It's like phallic. I mean, kind it's of. It's pretty girthy. Yeah, it depends yeah. on what angle you look at it from. It's pretty girthy. You'd have to have a pretty big. I was like, I hesitate to use the word like. Or a butthole. Uh, what, is, what did she say? A horse pussy, if you will? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it can seem like Bridget. a shocking number Seriously, until you consider family. the context. Male respondents claimed that the smart speaker helped keep lockdown loneliness at bay, turned to the female voice co- for companionship, and to create a sense of intimacy. What's the movie with Joaquin Phoenix her. and the f- her? Okay, I feel like that's what's happening here. Uh, so does anyone have an Alexa? Like, Can you be like, Alexa, talk dirty to me? Can you do that? Does that work? My parents have one. Oh. Maybe you should test uh, that out when you go home. <laughs> I talk dirty. Happy Thanksgiving. Dirty I'm going to be inside. No one come in. <laughs> how Siri, would... uh, you know how you can have Siri like, give you a nickname? Yeah. Uh, for mine, she just calls me penis. Oh. That's not... Did you request that? No. <laughs> she She just gifted it to him. Did you hang up? I might have. Zany, you still there? You asshat. All right, we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to call uh, call Zane back. Zane right back. Jesus. Oh, wait. We are not taking a break. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. no, We're just going to call him right back. Well... Yeah, the technology all sorted out. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Bridget knocked you off the phone call. I apologize. Oh, um, of course. We're still we're still Bridget. figuring we're still figuring out this technology. I hate it here. <laughs> Bridget, uh, why are you try, why are you hanging up on me like that, girl? I got distracted by this article about teledildonics, dildonics, uh, whatever it was. I looked that one up. <laughs> teledildonics is where, uh, like. Two people are essentially like cybering, mm-hmm. but there's the the mediation of like a, a a sex toy in the middle. So like if you had a dildo on your end and I was controlling it with my texting, that's what that would be. <laughs> Teledictonics. That's amazing. Wow. 
there's there's uh okay, the, remote you, you just got sucked into it you're now you're gonna be one of those the closest the closest thing so i have uh this is too much information but no, no, speak it. um speak your truth uh the closest thing i've ever come to that is i have like this vibrating pair of underpants that you give the person you're dating like a remote control yep but like this is like a whole nother level how far away does that remote control work? Not very far. You uh, have to be like out together for the most part, like across a room, maybe. They have them with like a pager number that you can do, so you can you can page them wherever you are. What a good new use of like updating the pagers. Well done. Right. I feel like pagers became obsolete and then they brought it back. Uh, see, where's like where's Silicon Valley with all this? Like, why are all these things coming out in Japan and not here? Well, what we just discovered is that men in Japan are lonelier than the men here. As shocking yeah. as that can even be. A lot of thirsty. Uh, I I think the thing is. I don't even think they're thirsty. I think it's like because the act of like holding hand is not something that's like necessarily. That's pretty thirsty. But also, what I will say is like, it. The whole point of it is to make you feel like you have a girlfriend, and and like when you're in public, feel like you have some sort of intimacy. If I saw someone doing that in public, the first thing I'm gonna think is like, that's so sad that they're so alone. Like, it's not going to boost how that's what i was saying like i feel like it accentuates your loneliness that's what i was saying like like if if i was walking down the street with a robot hand i feel like that's lonelier than not having a girlfriend that's letting everyone know um, no you know what it is if people will see you with that and those things are probably expensive so then People will be like, "Damn, that dude's got money." Yeah. Oh, he's paying for that high end loneliness. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna bring <laughs> bring the ladies to the yard. They'll be like, "Oh, he's got money." What? And then yeah, people will come flocking to him because he's got money, so he can afford a, a robot hand that he to hold. It's uh, he's making that robot hand money. Zane's eighty. Thank you so much. <laughs> So much for being on the program. Thank you, you for your news saying, article, your news correspondence. In full honesty, the, I think this has been your best showing on any podcast. I think you need to get quarantined. I think it just distills down your the content that you bring. Uh, you know, it, you were just uh, you knocked it out of the park from start to finish. I love. Shut the fuck up. No, <laughs> it was it was really good. I think that. You're that obviously like you're trying to read more and I think or read better more learned uh, and, and I think I think what you're reading is really quality quality stuff. Uh, okay, but it wasn't anything I read the Japanese hands. Oh, you were just ordering it online and you just saw the like picture. A video I watched. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got me. Now, was there a specific... I, guess, I, know, in the mail. I know quarantine can be lonely, but you've got this. You'll make it through. Is there a specific uh, tentacle porn you'd like to shout out before we go? Um, Yeah, it's called uh, Ten Tickle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you, just, you just walked Bridget. Hang up. You hang just up, walked Bridget up. at the end of this hang podcast. Up. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Zane. Guys, this has been the Drunk Dial. We'll see you next week. Bye.